All right. What's going on, everyone? Welcome. It's Friday, April 16th. We are currently live on Twitch. We're recording this later for YouTube, and it's going to be a special episode of, I don't know if we call this the Volleyball Source Podcast, or I'm going to call this the Cancun Bubble Preview Show. I'm joined by two of the greatest. Uh, just below me is uh, the founder of the Beach, Volley- the Beach Volleyball blog. Um, you can check it out at Beach Volleyball, Beach Volleyball, sorry, beachvolleyblog.net um as you see here uh on the screen some of the the best beach volleyball content we got going and then just below him we've got the man the myth the legend the voice mr louis let who will be taking us through this uh cancun bubble ride throughout the entirety of the show boys how's it going welcome to the show Ray, thanks for having me you're, you're far too kind to me, yeah. Everett. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to be here. Good to be back with you, and it's good to finally, um, yeah, put a face to the name that Speech Volley Blog as well. He's been been helping me out this week. Hey, thank you, and uh, my pleasure. Great to be here, you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, basically, uh, just kind of decided to throw this together so that we can just talk about the event, talk about the tournament, treat it, you know, like it's the real prof- professional uh, sporting event uh, that it's going to be. Um, now, Louis is going to have a bit of a different role, I guess, throughout the week because he's going to be the the iron lungs on the call pretty much throughout the entirety, which is going to be sick. Are you guys doing one court, just center court? Or are we going to be doing multiple courts here throughout this event? Yeah, so there, there's two commentators covering uh, center court throughout the whole week. So we start tomorrow, 12 games a day, uh, all the way through to the finals on Sunday. A couple of days off, and then there's three of us uh, covering everything um, through the rest of the bubble. So, what, three tournaments in 17, 18 days? Yeah. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of volleyball to be called. And uh, I think with the race to the Olympic Games, I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. And I hope that, that yeah, everyone else is as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a, a, a great race. Now, let's talk about this event real quick. Um, as we said, there's going to be three tournaments back-to-back. So we're already right in. The, the first tournament has already started. We are in neck deep into the qualification round already. We had a crazy qu- a country quota all, already yesterday. Um, now, guys, I kind of want to get your take on the schedule so far because as we were talking about a little bit before if you're playing country quota and if you can make the finals which is doable because it's brazilian teams and american teams in 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 the country quota you're gonna have to play every single day straight i don't think anybody in the country quota would complain about that that would be a dream scenario for all of them so yeah i agree if i'm in the country quota, i make final i'm gonna be i'm gonna be all right with that i I agree with greg um, but I do understand if you, if you were to make three finals in a row, that that's a lot of volleyball. Um, but I mean, I think you said before the show that there are Brazilian teams and American teams fighting in that country quota, so it, it's it's definitely not out of the uh, yeah out of the question that that might happen. But maybe to do it consecutive events in a row would be uh, yeah would would be a big ask. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but why I think not? What do you think, teams... Everett? Well, what's what's your view on it? Uh, I mean, I think it's tough. I, I do think it would have been nice to maybe give one day in between the the events, like an off day. Um, but I also see why they're trying to get in as, as, as much as possible and kind of shorten things up. Yeah, my only, uh, my only, the thing about the schedule that might be a little concern is just the day of the week that the finals fall on. It'd be nice if they were always a Saturday, Sunday final just for, uh, you know, people to be able to enjoy Louis' commentary when they're uh, live instead of when they're at work but the uh yeah i think for these teams as we saw yesterday back back to back because of gold medals isn't 
as big of a concern as just getting out of the country qualifiers. I mean, those are tough matches. And if any one of those teams can make it three tournaments in a row into the qualification and then through to the main draw, that's, that's already an accomplishment. So uh, it's tough. It's tough to get into the main draw from that position, no matter who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can only add to that. I think it would be, be awesome to have it at the weekend, uh, the finals. But I also think that looking from just the objective of the event, it's really to get yeah. enough events towards the Olympics uh, signed off. So that's yeah. like the first and foremost, uh, like get those events done, uh, get them done in minimal time um, yeah. because there's still another two events to, to come straight after. Um, and I think, yeah, it would, it would be great to have them at weekends. Um, but at the, at the same time, I, I think it's going to be quite nice to have a bit of beach volley on a Wednesday evening yeah. um, and, and just mix it up a bit and see how it goes down. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed working at, at Hamburg and other events when we've worked the whole way through the event. Um, yeah. And I hope that brings a bit of depth to it alongside the work that you guys are doing around the outside as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And another thing about like that I've written about a bit on the blog is just the the financial challenges there is to being a pro beach volleyball player these days. There's not much money in it and there's a lot of expenses. And uh, you stretch this tournament out another week, that's a lot more money in hotel fees and stuff like that. So I'm sure the players don't mind uh, a, a compressed schedule if it saves them, you know, five nights at $200 a crack. So that's a, that's a good a, point. A young team that I coach were looking at going um, and it, it was costed up at around 4,000 pounds for the three yeah. weeks, um, including flights um, yeah. and, and hotel fees for, for a team that would have been, they would have snuck into the qualifier for sure. So it would have been, would have been great for them. Um, but due to COVID and other things that they, they didn't go, but um, yeah, that was, that was what the cost was looking if, at. For, if they for had, for if they had made the main draw, is it the, still the same scenario where they get the hotel paid for? Yes. Uh, usually I, that's a great question yeah. actually, because, because that's, usually that's, that's the, the tournament documentation does say that. Okay. But, uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like standard that, FIV, a team FIV like that, they make it to the main draw. And if they don't get out of their pool, that's one day paid for, you know, if they true, get out of their pool, true. they got to go pretty deep. You're not saving too much money. If, uh... See, Everett, this, this guy's read the documentation <laughs> fully. I, I yes. mean, I've been in the game for a long time. Oh, I... Such a good blog. on volleyball geek here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then, definitely, uh, you definitely know more than me. I think it's funny um, that they are currently playing at the same resort that I did my spring break at when I was 18 years old. So um, I've been on. I've, like, I've, like you still looks like you're still wearing the same shirt. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is a Came Shulk shirt. This is this. Is, Sorry, this, th that's actually Came Shulk right there. Even though he's even though he's a turncoat, even though he's a turncoat, I still I still uh, support him. Um, yeah, how, how's how's the how's the general feeling over in Canada about Kamer? I mean, yeah, I he's a, he's a great guy, great guy, but like I, it, it's completely I him regardless. It's it's hundred percent understandable, and like no one blinks the eye because the reality is is that like you you make even less money as a beach volleyball player in Canada because there's there's little to no support and they handcuff you with what um, sponsors you're you're able to get. So it was I I understood completely that for Kame it was way more feasible for him to be he and he he straight up told me he's like i can make more money playing just avp tour like never play international again i can make more money playing just avp tour and have my own sponsors than i can being a top 10 team in the world playing for canada yeah it's and it, it's tough so like absolutely if he wants to go play for the usa like more power to them i hope brandy doesn't do the same because she she's dual citizen and like could very much could um 
like you do have to sit out and like he he had to sit out um so i i don't think there's any there's i've never heard the, i mean the only people i think that would be upset with came shulk would be people at volleyball canada um and they're the reason no maybe directly or indirectly that he's gone um so i i, I mean probably a, probably a few canadian blockers that would like him behind them on the court too but yeah i mean it was so frustrating the way he went out too. like him and uh uh, him and Ben like w- had a great yeah. run at the World Tour, f- or a great one, a run at the World Championships, and got a fifth uh, back in was it 2018? Yeah, so or 2017? I can't remember. Was it the I, I, the one of Andrew and Andre one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was, yeah. So um, yeah, but getting back getting back to to this event um to speaking of Kamshalk actually him and Theo Brunner did win their quinter quota match yesterday 21-19-21-18 over uh, Kalinski and Evans and then the other uh men's quinter quota match Guto and Arthur taking Guto and Arthur taking down Pedro Soberg and Arthur so we got Arthur in in, in either matches uh someone someone explain that to me <laughs> He he was busy. He had to cross the net between sets. It was no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> two two guys, same first name. Brazilians love that first name thing. So uh, I guess when when they both end up playing each other, it's complicated. But Guto and Arthur um, partnered all in the Brazilian summer, which is Northern Hemisphere winter, and uh, did really well on the Brazilian circuit. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how they do. You know, I'm if you know they got to get through the qualifiers like we said but they'll be a they'll be a team in a pool that uh will might be the fourth or third team in the pool that's gonna be really tough to play they they will they're probably gonna knock somebody out of pool play that expects to be main or in the knockouts yeah i mean gudo's unreal isn't he and i I actually i i've seen uh bits and bobs about arthur uh and the brazilian tour uh what what sort of blocker is he I've, i've not actually seen him play so i'm looking to try and try and catch them today at some stage but what, what sort of blocker is he big guy or yeah smaller and springy or I seen you him. know i barely i just caught a tiny bit of that uh match yesterday and uh the camera angle on the court they were playing on was really high and a little bit blurry looks like they're better today so i think you'll have better cameras i hope for the for the broadcast but yeah it was it was yeah. hard to tell exactly i've never seen him until then um oh, but yeah he was he was he was taking up space at the net. Um, so big guy, if you look at him, but next to Guto, a lot of these guys look big, <laughs> but, uh, when they, when they stand next to each other for an Instagram picture, he's, uh, he, he's big, not Evandro big, of course, but yeah. 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 There, there are a few that there are Evandro big, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to see Brazil. I'm, I'm also excited to see the return of Bruno as well. Um, yeah. and, and sort of how, I mean, the way that I, I peg it is that we're, x amount of time away from the olympic games which is when they're going to want to be playing their best volleyball so there's there's still some time for them um I, but, but maybe we won't see the best of him this week but maybe we will like, yeah, yeah. Who, who knows um but, I, but the big the big stage is still a few months away i think the first few events especially here might just be like feeler out events for some of the big teams you know the if, if you're already above that magic number that we're going to talk about in a little bit like i think it's it's really more fine-tuning preparing for the olympics as opposed to to trying to get whereas if you're on the other side of that magic number it's really about playing your best ball now and and moving through um speaking yeah, of which who do we think is some of the um the teams who are most likely to come out of the um qualifier and or a hey, let's a hey, let's let's do this teams who are mostly likely to come out of the qualifier and 
surprise some teams or end teams that are most likely to surprise other teams in the qualifier. Like looking at... You just want us to talk about Pedro Schachter. No, absolutely not. That's, that's not <laughs> I, I, directed back to I, I, the Canadian audience. No, no, no. I was I actually more wanted to talk about Theo Brunner and uh, Kame Schalk taking on the Swedes in in round one a little bit later today. I think that's going to be electric. Like hands down, that's going to be the best match of of you know the qualification round. I think uh, for the men. For yes, the men, for the men. I think so. But and if whoever wins that match has to play the Grimaud cousins, who. Uh... Like the draw in the in the in the pardon me the the knockout round draw set up some really unfortunate um, matchups where good teams are not gonna not gonna make pool play. So yeah. yeah, of those three, we're losing two of them for sure. You know, you'd expect all three of those to make uh, make the main draw in a normal uh, in a normal uh, qualifier stage, but it's gonna be a bloodbath. Two of those are gone by the time we end today. Grimolds needs to, uh, by my reckoning, the Grimolds still need to do a bit of work to make sure they're in the reckoning as well for, um, I was going to say Rio, but that was a long time ago <laughs> uh, for, for, for Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's also going to be interesting because there's, there's a lot on it for a lot of teams and for other teams, I mean, that there's, there's, there's really not as much in it for the likes of Kame and Theo, like they're not going to be feeling that Olympic pressure because it's, it's, it's not there. So they're, they're still figuring each other out and, and building and. I mean, back to the back to the Swedes playing against Theo and Kamer. Um, I mean, yeah, Theo's Theo's going to have an interesting day trying to figure out how to how to break that offense down. Um, their game's all based around stressing the blocker out and creating a free net. So it's going to be interesting to see Theo Brunner. He's obviously so good. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure they have their ways of counteracting it. But and I, I mean, they win and they prevent teams from siding out, but. I mean, with Kame and Theo, I, I, I think they can side out. Um, even if, even if the Swedes are running them all over the place, I think they'll get a few points and a few blocks and, uh, and get through to play the Grimalts. But, but the Swedes are fun to watch for sure. Yeah, I, I spoke to their their coach Raz a little bit earlier in the week. Actually, as part of my prep for for Cancun, and he said they've been working a lot on their their transition work for the Swedes. Mm -hmm. So working in transition, hitting a bit more of a um stable up and down set when when they have to um bringing it into this this week so maybe uh, that's something they've they managed to stabilize because i guess the good news for everybody is is actually a month in between tournaments is is actually quite a nice period of time yeah enough time not to lose it but enough time to to, to add a little bit mm -hmm. as well like these these three tournaments back to back you're, 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 you're not where you are. yeah yeah like there's there's no no time to get on the training court yeah look at looking at the qualifier there's a few big name teams and there's a few teams who are like in that that uh that hunt obviously we talked about the the Gro the Grimalt brother uh, cousins i always make that mistake calling them the brothers um uh, louis your broadcasting partner from katara uh marco Kradinger uh and and hit and his partner are uh, in the uh the qualifier uh as well it's like it's going to be a, a slaughter fest to, to try to get out and there's going to be some good teams you know left left dead at the end of it yeah i think for me the the match i wrote about last night a little bit but the uh the draw for the qualifier was brutal based on that country quota so we've got clays and sponsor playing these young brazilians who took out carol and uh Barbara yesterday that match is coming on later today and this morning when I was getting ready to walk my dog I just flipped on two like I saw two points of both their opening matches and it was like this Victoria um 
steps back and just ripped off an ace. Like first thing I saw, and they won like twenty one nine, twenty one eight, or something. Yeah, twenty one eight, twenty one eight, twenty one six against uh, okay. Parkinson and Preeti. So that's and, the, and they that's make heavy. it through. I mean, and then uh, Sponsel and Clay's. The one point I saw was uh, Sponsel receives a serve, and you know how Clay's attacks the two ball, but she just barely walked up to the net, knuckled it deep corner. And uh, it, they were just on total autopilot. It, I didn't see them uh, expending too much energy. So I think both teams are going to be fresh, and uh, they're good. They're good teams. Yeah. It's, it's the second time in a row that the Americans have got a real tough qualification draw. Like they had mm-hmm. Dutch in Qatar, yeah. um, Kachistan. Um, yeah. And that was a really close uh, three three setter as well. I think they got through. This is going off the top of my head here, but I think they got through uh, 16-14 against Stan and Lusishin. And they went on to get The Dutch are another team to look out for, 100%. They actually lost this morning, though. They're out. Uh, Katja and Risa. Yeah. Uh, I've just come call of call straight on this. <laughs> is is yeah. that uh, Shun and Stam? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they yeah. lost to they lost to Plaquette and Richard from France. I watched that a bit of that game and it was like eight one at one point. Like Plaquette and Richard they were just pouring it on and it looked like Shun and Stan couldn't serve receive. It's really windy out there. Um and, and there's a lot of side wind coming in and it, it's it seems to be messing up messing with a lot of teams. Yeah. Yeah, that high camera angle that high camera angle is like sometimes you see like a high pass. And the setter sets up and the ball just drifts and drifts and drifts. And it's, yeah. And that's, I mean, I was actually wondering, like, these windy conditions, um, what teams will have an advantage? Like a young team from the Netherlands, I imagine they do a lot of their playing indoors, you know? And then you've got a young team from, you know, anybody that grows up in Spain or Brazil or Australia, California, they play outdoors in the wind all the time. So I wonder if three tournaments in a row are going to be an advantage to some some teams and a real disadvantage to others so for absolutely yeah like, i think you just hit the nail on the head like the environment yeah. you you come from has a massive effect on how you play the game and zuda park in the hague is where the uh, dutch program's based lots of indoor like physical athletes but yeah. I, I didn't see that game and you didn't if they struggle with the wind then then that could be could be a big part of it i mean the americans you've always got to fancy the americans with a bit of breeze as well of uh yeah, sort of side wind afternoons in in California. All right. And yeah, the the Spanish. Also, there's a there's an English team that I, that they they play Estonia in the qualifier on the men's side a little bit later. And I think the wind slightly smaller, but their ball control is very very good. They play Estonia, yeah. and I think that's going to be a going to be good for them having that Estonian team is pretty good though. I, I got to see that yeah, Estonian very good. I, that Estonian team played in the Edmonton three star a couple years ago, and I, I got to see them live and. Uh, um, yeah, they they were real strong. Um, just looking at the the qualifier the qualifying round so far, uh, Cuba getting both of their teams wins. Lydia and Sanchez over Bobner and Velger de Prezoé, um, the the young Swiss team, and then unfortunately for our Canadian fans, uh, Julie Gordon, or, yeah, Julie Gordon and Shanice Marcel uh, falling 21-19, 21-7 to Layla and Malin. It they they had it in the first set. They were down a little bit. They came back. They had the lead, uh, and then everything kind of broke down. I, I uh, didn't. Uh, I closed my laptop kind of throughout that second one to 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 uh, watch or set up for this because it was starting to look pretty ugly for them. But hopefully, the 2019 Canadian national champs can get some practice uh, under the belts over the next week and then uh, qualify uh, next week 
um, for event I number you told two. Me this is a non-biased podcast, Everett. <laughs> hey, you. I mean, there's always there's always going to be a little bit of sprinkle a sprinkle of bias. I mean, we still haven't talked about Pedlo and Schachter yet, so we're, we're, we'll, we'll be getting into in, in, into that one a little bit. Although I do think I was looking at it, I do think that they have a pretty easy. Uh, way through because they're going to be playing the winner of uh, Mitral uh, Hausner of Swiss and Mora Lopez from Nicaragua. Um, so I'm going to give that one to uh, the Swiss pair. No offense to the team from Nicaragua, but I kind of know what the Norseca tour is like, and it's maybe not as strong as the CEV. <laughs> I mean, Yves and um, yeah, Flo are really good. Um, Brie Hausner, uh, sorry, Brie Hausner. Why am I saying Brie Hausner? Because yeah, they played together the whole way through the junior yeah. system, and they they tore it up as a small team. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna be good. The the the, the three Swiss teams are, are they're building something really strong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, watch out watch out for them. Yeah, and these I mean, qualifiers are just brutal. You know, like these you've got a hungry team, a young team you've never seen before. You've got no no coach can help you out, and uh, and they only have to win two sets. I mean, it, it just comes down to, it's really fast. Things get out of control and uh, you start to doubt yourself a little bit and it's uh, it, it can get away, out of hand in a hurry. Hausner's going to be someone who's really good in the wind as well. Yeah. Uh, Metral is, 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 is also, yeah, a, a very good, very good volleyball player. Just, just quickly, did you just say Cuba won both their games? Yeah, the women's teams, yeah. You can, you can never bet against Cuba, can you? No, I, I would. They just they just show up out of nowhere every time. Yeah, and because they Un- unbelievable. They they even they're they're even like only part time sometimes on the Norseca tour. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. But then I I swear every world championship, maybe except for for Hamburg, but every world championship there's always a Cuban team that that makes a run. Actually, I pre- I'm pretty sure Hamburg were there even Cub- Cuban teams there. I feel like there weren't. They were Cuban yeah, then. It was the same team yeah. from the Olympics. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Then maybe they but, just but they were they in a different good, but... different place. Um, yeah. Funny from that Olympics, quick quick story. Um, myself and a, a friend of mine, Aiden, uh, I was broadcasting in 2015 in Amsterdam, and he was he was coaching the Aussie program. And we were watching, um, or he was with the the coaching team, and we were watching a lot of the uh, the Cuban the Cuban teams. And then when Rio came around, they were the uh, they were the big outsiders to win their pool um, in Rio. Yeah, and it. It, it did us well from from the bookie side of things. I was covering table tennis. Oh, there you I go. Bet on volleyball, but that's what I did when I was watching table tennis for twenty hours a day. Um, now you bet on table tennis. Huh? Yeah, now great. I bet on table tennis. <laughs> that's great. I, I hadn't even yeah, thought about back again. Lesson I, is never never go against Cuba. Man, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't bet against Cuba in 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 this one. This is why I I've, I just got into sports betting recently. Um, and I mean, sports betting is like I'll bet I'll bet like a dollar on a game, so I'm not I'm not really betting much, um, you know. Uh, but I have a rule: I will never bet on a on a Canadian match because otherwise I'll just get I'm way too invested, right? Like if I'm emotionally invested and want them to win, and I've got money riding on the match, you know, like it's 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 just too much. I, I, I can't have it. So, oh, but just think uh, honestly, how high never... the high would be if you uh, if you won. Yeah, God, God's honest truth. I've never I've never bet on volleyball since, and I never bet on volleyball before. But it but it kept me going through through it. So yeah, I'm I'm also the same. Stop when I, you're I'm a also, winner. I'm already way too passionate and invested about it to to. Uh, yeah, yeah. S- seriously. Um, real quick, do you know anything about Men- Menendez and Huerta, the uh, Spanish pair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get. Yep, Cesar lived in England for a while and played in the indoor league over here. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, what what Mendez good again out out there? Uh, didn't they beat 
um, they beat the Americans. Um, they, beat they beat Cayman Casey. Steel. Oh, uh, was beat... Casey and Chase? Ah, I'm gonna check. Yeah, I'm check pretty it. Sure, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Theo and Came. What do we got here? This was opening round of qualification. No, Patterson Budinger had a draw. I mean, had a buy. Pardon me, which means it must have been. Man, there's just too many teams. Sorry, keep talking. I'm. Wow, uh, I'm just wondering because they're taking on Platinga Nuzbaum. They beat. They beat. Um, Theo and came and I listened to another podcast um, where they talked about um, just they served them I guess really really hard they they came and Theo couldn't cope with the serving at, at one point so they won the first match the Americans pardon me 1821 and then they got blown out 2113 third set went 1512 so I didn't see it but yeah I'm it's yeah. a huge result I, I remember seeing a clip of of the Spanish guys going going crazy they're, they're in Fran Marco's program based in Lorca so Southern Spain, there's like a performance center that I've been to. It's really, really cool. Um, and they're very much a product of that. The Huatas are two brothers that came through the junior system um, and and did really well at age group, uh, in age group volleyball. Um, and then they've obviously had to go get get blockers, Huata and Mendez. They're a little bit short of, of blockers, I think, in, in Spain. So they, yeah, so there's a really good, he's quite high and they have to serve tough. Um, so that, but Fran Marco is doing a good job. It looks like he's, He's juggling a lot over there with Herrera Guevara and, and other teams. And whenever you see him on tour, yeah, he's, he's always here, there and everywhere with it, with every team. So yeah, so. They're, they're a good side that they'll be good. They'll be good in the wind as well. They're going to be taking on uh, Platinga Nuzbaum from Canada in uh, round one. And then the winner of that game will take on Irma Cora and Prestaus from Austria in, in the second round. So, that's uh that I think that whoever wins that that matchup uh number fifteen there in round one taking out Emercora Pristaus and and uh in the second round that'll be another matchup to watch uh, as well. All right, moving on to uh, some of the main draw teams here. Let's let's go take a a, a look at the, at the team list. Basically, we've got everyone. You know, it it is a full tournament. We're only missing a few, and those who are we're missing are due to uh either COVID. Uh, testing positive before coming. Um, I know the McNamara's actually tested positive. Um, I, I, I forget which one of them. They've since, you know, announced they're fine. They're actually training back home in Vancouver on Kitts Beach. Um, so good, glad to see that they're, that they're healthy. Um, a few other, other than that, like we're missing a few other teams, but most of us, like it is a stacked, like it, it, it's a full on main draw. Swiss girls, yeah, Joanna had positive COVID test. So they're out. And also uh, Plavins had a positive test. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think they were in Turkey on their way to the airport. And he's like, <laughs> maybe he got out now, but I, I think he's in, stuck in some hotel for two weeks until he gets a negative test. So that's a pretty rough, uh, rough go. Also, Varenhorst and, uh, excuse me, uh, Vandeval, it was an injury apparently, but they're out, which Big news for American fans, bumped uh, Try and Trevor straight into the main draw. And that's why we've got that. Yeah, that's the situation. Otherwise, that uh, Theo and uh, Kame and the Swedes would have been, everybody would have bounced up one level, you know, because oh, all the seating would have wow. increased by one. So those matches wouldn't have happened. Here's, so it was good news for the Americans, but then all of a sudden really bad news for the other American team. Here's a, here's a question for you guys. What do you guys think about the um, Mexican Federation getting three berths 
in the main draw with that that third wild card team. Now, usually they do this because you want to be able to promote the hometown like crowd, and you want to get crowds in for you know like the the home team games on that center court. But there's not going to be any crowds for this, right? Where you're not pandering to a hometown audience. So I think that. I maybe would have liked to see in the the FIVB like we're in the heat of an Olympic race. We're doing this for the Olympic race, you know. Stefan's in Sarabia, um, and if Sarabia is the guy who I think it is, he's got a gnarly swing. He's from the indoor Mexican team, but they only have seven under have seven hundred entry points, only six hundred seed points. Why are they in the main draw, right? Like this isn't a this isn't a normal situation. Like are they going to be in the main 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 draw throughout like the entire entirety, like? I'll give you I'll give you another perspective though. I, I hear what you're saying, but first of all, thank you to the Mexican Federation for hosting this tournament. They could put ten teams in, and I think everybody would be happy that we've got three tournaments. So that's number one. But number two is uh, wild cards. Man, wild cards are like kingmakers, and I think that's not cool. If you gave a wild card to a team like on the outside of the Olympic race, and it gave them an advantage against a team that had to go through the qualifier, then you know I think. I think there'd be a lot of eyebrows raised. I mean, who do you give that wild card to? What's going on? So, I, I tend to agree with with Greg there. Like, it is all about the Olympic race, but it's also bigger than the Olympic race as well, yeah. right? Like, if if Mexican beach volleyball can prosper a, a little bit more because of it, then you know, like, the, the sport grows once more as well. Yeah. So I just think it's it's still bigger to give opportunities like that to to countries like Mexico. I mean, if there was a world tour event in England, I, I would like to see as many English teams get a chance to have a crack and, and be inspired by, by playing at that level as well. But yeah, I, I mean, for, and speaking of, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying like, for, for me, like it's this, this for all intents and purposes, this almost isn't like a Mexican tour event. You know, you know what I mean? Like, because you're not going to have any crowds, like, you know, uh, there's no way to pass that along kind of in my opinion but then also like if you're talking about the the olympic race what happens in the, the pool play right all of a sudden you've got this one team that's in the main draw that doesn't pass up to snuff and the, the other whoever gets them in in the first round of of the the you know of pool play essentially gets a direct buy into the uh into the playoff so i don't know just just kind of yeah. definitely something to, to, to yeah. think about yeah. but we can but, talk about it next time because uh you never know. They might come out of nowhere and, and be a main draw. They I, might I, make the knockout. I will, ha I will have to say. Doha, Doha, Doha 2020? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm looking forward to those guys again. I mean, yeah, like, like we've Rubio seen and Gaxiola, like... they, they are a fun team to play. Even last time in Qatar, they were, they were good. I forget who knocked them out, but they, they were close to making a deep run. And, uh, you know, like you said, no fans, but there are other factors, you know. Being in your own country, you know, the whole hotel staff is going to be pulling for them. You know, they'll probably get extra good room service and <laughs> their other team might get some uh, dodgy food the night before the match. You never know. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they might go. still be a home court advantage. Beach volley vlog spreading food poisoning rumors <laughs> yeah. the night before the Olympic run. <laughs> they, they have it. I mean, I will have to say, <laughs> on beach volley vlog first. Having, having, spent, having actually spent time at that resort, I'll bit over a decade ago now which is weird to say you'd have for spring break by any chance yeah no in, in 2010 oh, really? in 2010 oh, yeah yeah i i i did that so i've <laughs> played i've it. played on that beach before i was maybe not the most uh coherent let's say um and uh i 
let's just say I hope the food is better than when I was there. Um, <laughs> that, that's all. That's that, all. I, let's talk about that, that beach though. The the setting is like amazing. So close to the water, you know, it's like it's not a very wide beach, and they they level it out nicely, and it's there. But um, gosh, one storm with a little bit of storm surge. Did you, Louis? Did you do the Euros in? in latvia last summer yeah i did i mean their entire their entire stadium was inundated it was like going to get swept out to sea it did basically get swept out of sea and i'm yeah. looking at four courts there thinking oh no let's not have a repeat of that and uh yeah me and daniel mainly went outside and um we weren't allowed too far but we went and did a video where the ball was blowing everywhere we we're in water yeah they yeah let's hope it's not like that i think from what i heard uh, i spoke to anton he's a yeah, tech delegate there today and he's saying that the center court's fine it's the courts a little bit further down that are a little bit the ones that you have to keep a little bit of an eye on so yeah you might... <laughs> high tide if the, the 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 side changes are gonna have a big impact if uh if you're playing in ankle deep water on one side and on clean sand on the other yeah, imagine that makes the sand pretty hard I, I reckon even even a guy like me at one one meter 70 might be able to get up yeah. From what I remember, though, about about that beach is that it was very flat, and then there was a very big drop off. Like it was probably like the where the water level is at is probably like ten or, or more so feet lower than where the sand level is at. Oh, so wow. I think okay. I think like it has to it has to go up quite a bit for 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 that to happen. Yeah, I'm, they would have engineered it. Like they're not gonna have this high profile of an event with uh, three back to back to back it, tournaments, and yeah. then not make sure the sand's going to stay in place. Everett was there for the good cuisine by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I was there for. Um, <laughs> um, now, looking at this draw and, and looking at the, the teams in this main draw, I mean, in, in general, who do we think are we going to see kind of push forward uh, at the beginning? Like, who do, who do we who do we want to watch out for for right away? I think Perushik and Schweiner are going to come out swinging. Like they they went all the way. Did they won in Katara. Was was did yeah. That that's Gold it. Medal. Like I think Their that first. I think that they're gonna they're gonna follow that through. Like that's a team that has been building up the past few years, and I mean it seems like they're ready to burst. Yeah. yeah. No, it could could be. No, you don't think so. I mean, for yeah, for sure, their ball control is great. Depends on the wind again. Like if it's as windy as you keep telling me it's it's being. I mean, they 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 ran the ball long distances in mm. in the wind. So that's going to be something that if it is windy, it's going to have to fall by the wayside. Is is moving the ball too much, um, and maybe running over long distances. But I, I don't know. I haven't in, seen there was too some much wind of it in Doha, yet. though, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I yeah for sure there was wind in Doha. Yeah. Well. Very good, and but there was also maybe a stadium to yeah. to keep it a little bit no, protected. But I yeah, to, to be fair, not having not been it either, I, I find it difficult yeah. to have a full on um, yeah full on big opinion on it. But yeah. yeah, like they they run they ran really well and they received brilliantly. Like the, yeah. their, their yeah. passing was it was, was unreal. That's where they were um, able to so, run everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you think, Greg, but I, I look at this right here and. I see like Fidjilek Brill, I see Krasilnikov Stoyanovsky, Mol Sorum. Like there's no uh, Vikla because he's had his appendix out. So that's that's tough for, for them. Uh, I fancy Gib Crab this week again. Yeah. Like, I, I really think they're just going to stay around the top four. Like, I, yeah. I, I think they were so I th good. I think in, it's going to be Dirt. tough to beat Gib and Crab at, at, for anyone. Right, especially if it's mm. going to be windy out there, I think that Taylor Crab might be one of the best ball control guys out there, both uh, defensively and offensively. And then 
you know, like we know who Jake Gibb is. He's yeah. he's a stalwart veteran. You know that he's going to be able to handle kind of any situation thrown at him. So I think that they're they're going to be able to push through it kind of no matter what. For me, it's going to be the other two American teams that I'm very interested to see how they how they develop throughout the tournament. That, be, yeah, that that new kid, Phil Dalhauser. <laughs> You don't you don't train in LA from my experience of spending a couple of winners out there without uh, knowing how to play in a sidewind. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I think I think the Americans will be in a good good spot this week. Or I'd yeah. like to think so. I mean, try and Trevor. Try and Trevor. This is a tournament for them to really take advantage of because they're straight into the main draw. Like I said, I think um, next uh, next one in just a few days. You know, we've got the Spaniards coming and uh, Spain's showing up few other teams that weren't in this one are going to come so they're going to be pushed back to the qualifiers next time so yeah. they need to go for it now and get some points herrera Guevara are going to be strong when, when yeah when they come in in these conditions yeah um some oil offs and smedins in in these conditions i mean uh i spoke to marcos lustri their coach earlier in the week uh they're looking for a final four if they make a final yeah. four some oil offs and smedins they can pretty much buy their tickets to Tokyo. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what they're after, and and these conditions will suit them. The experience they have, the level head they have, the the ball control they have, the yeah, yeah, like they run it wide and fast now too. But they've they've been built on solid foundations of up and down games, and yeah, Sora will be there and thereabouts. Yeah, I mean that's you said Sora Mall there at the end. That's the pretty much any tournament in the last what two three years that has been won by a team other than them is because they didn't enter. Like there's only there's only like four or five times like their tournament win percentage is better than other top teams match win percentage. It's it's mm. off the charts. So so seeing how how they do here in this this their first showing in an Olympic year, they're by far and away the Olympic gold medal favorites. And uh, you know five tournaments to put their stamp on that or to give hope to some of the other teams. It'll be uh, it'll be fun to see. I mean, with uh, they were so good in Yemala. Um... Mm -hmm. And he was still plagued by his hip injury then. And um, I remember they were very close to pulling Andy out and playing um, Christian with uh, Schwein Solhag, who he played in with, with in Doha. Um, but they decided to play Andy, and it looked like Andy wasn't struggling. for The, 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 level, the level they played was ridiculous again. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I, I spoke to him quickly about uh, little things in the, earlier in the week, but what I saw on a social media post was that he... he uh, I think it was with Meg's Beach Volley or something. They weren't at the level that, you know, they know that they can be yet. But, I mean, that's still a super-duper, whooper level. Even yeah. if they're not quite playing at 100, 95% is pretty good for them. Yeah, and they're definitely in the category Everett was talking about. Like, they just want to peak in July. Like, they'll be they'll be there. If they, if they struggle here, you know, it'll be an interesting story. But, uh, yeah. You know, it, it, Russia are the same as well, right? Like yeah. Stoyanovsky, Krasilnikov building gradually. Like yeah. uh, Oleg said, he wasn't at his best, in, or they weren't at their peak in Doha. But it, it'll come at a different time for them. Yeah, um, for sure. What do What do you guys think about the Brazilian race right now between uh, uh, Alison and Vadafo Fijo and Evandro and Bruno Schmidt? I think the way that we saw Evandro and Katara, I think uh, Evandro and Bruno might be a one of the teams to watch like kind of throughout this year i think evandro is was looking physical and I, that might be the best version of evandro i've ever seen so and that was with guto nonetheless right so let's partner him with bruno 
and no offense to Guto, but that's a massive upgrade. And let's let's see what happens. I, I think it could be dangerous. Yeah, the thing Louis kept pointing out, which was really true, is Evandro's setting. He was running all kinds of long back sets and you know, Guto's so fast though. Like if you know those uh, in a football match, they like to tell you how many kilometers a player's run. A, a few of those matches, if Guto was wearing those, he would have been like triple the, the guys on the other team. So I don't know if Bruno will open up the offense quite as much for Evandro as, as Guto did, but yeah, definitely upgrade and tough team going forward. I mean, if, if you can keep the ball in Evandro's hands, I, I think your side out stats go up. I, I think yeah. if you can get in bump setting, I, I think it's, yeah, potentially a, a, a bit more difficult for, for Bruno or, or Guto or whoever. And I'm just interested to see the dynamic of, of Bruno and Evandro being back after the dynamic of Guto and Evandro. And then yeah. uh, I'm interested to see how COVID, um, having COVID, obviously I struggle with the Brazilian translations on Instagram, um, but it looked like Bruno was in hospital and it, it, it didn't, yeah. yeah, obviously not ideal. So that, that takes time to recover. So, I mean... I'm 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 ready to expect the unexpected or the expected of them playing great or I don't know but who who knows what's coming our way. Yeah, that's a really good point though. Like so many of these positive COVID tests and players are are blocked from the tournament. It's it's to prevent the transmission. Not mm -hmm. too many players, as far as I know, have been really sick. Joanna it sounds like she was hit pretty hard and and is recovering now, but like couldn't train well for a while. But Bruno was in the hospital for. For multiple days like that's serious stuff um so yeah i'm sure he's he's got a ways to come back to recover but yeah yeah let's let's hope he's all good because yeah he's a magician yeah, yeah, he, he really he really is i mean i feel like avandro's serve can carry them through the, throughout the most most matches though um to be perfectly honest and he can kind of just stay the course and, and be steady which is i think one of bruno's best uh, attributes now looking looking on the women's can side i just go back quickly to that yeah. evandra serving thing i want to ask louis something i'm always so frustrated every time evandra starts the match his partner serves first and like if you think over the course of a tournament like how many times if evandra had served first maybe he runs off three four points right off the bat but even if not you get to the end of the match it's like 19 15 or sorry 1919 and uh it's bruno back to serve who's a great server or guto last time and it's like you know if they had switched the order it'd be evander at the service line just give him one more serve per set that's three serves per match and a three setter and over the course of a tournament he could have a huge impact like i don't know it's it's not that far of a run from the service line up to the net for a blocker he does it the rest of the time yeah, why not start I think, there i think it's a really interesting point and my mind my mind's racing a little bit as you of all the different scenarios but one of them that sticks out is when you're out of rhythm so when post timeout or at the start of a game it's quite a tough skill to go back and hammer your jump serve first first point of the game so it could yeah, be to try true. and let him to settle into the game a little bit. Um, okay, then set and, two and set three. Let him. Yeah, then, then yeah, yeah. I, it, I could completely agree. It might be yeah. personal um, preference too, right? It, that might be a decision that he he prefers to just to serve second, maybe maybe for mm, for that that stuff as well. It's it's a really good point. I never I never thought of it like that. Yeah, it's it's I, a really good observation. I'd I'd love to ask why. Yeah. But but I would say at, at the start, if if you're not quite in rhythm or you haven't had a yeah good warm up, you you get. Yeah, five or six more jumps in before you go back and spin serve. You you, you settle into the game a bit more. Where Evandro popping one in, uh, sorry, Bruno popping one in, or or, or a good float serve could, yeah, yeah but maybe, think maybe about just the catch same... the other team cold and make a block or something. Yeah, that's true. But 
from a server team point. side, I wouldn't want to like the referee blows the first whistle and you look and there's Evandro bringing the heat on you right away. Yeah, no, same thanks. with uh, same with Nikolai. He doesn't ever serve first either. I don't think mm -hmm. there's a lot of guys. I think I don't. I just I think it's a wasted opportunity in a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of work for the blocker to do to serve, yeah. chase, come in, yeah, and all that stuff for early sure. on. I, yeah. I would put it down. I would put it down to that just to settle yeah. into the game a bit more. But but yeah, I mean, it's a great yeah. question. Yeah. Now, looking at the the women's side of the draw, we're gonna jump over here uh, for a second. Um, for me, it's always like the the women's side might be deeper than the men's side as good as the men's side is there's to me there's only those those top few teams that are always kind of a metal threat plus you know a, a sprinkling of a few i think tier two of, of the men is is very very strong and there's teams kind of like five through you know whatever that could beat each other but on the women's side like i feel like there could be you know five or six maybe even seven metal threats at all times yeah, I mean, for sure. You mentioned already Clays and Spons almost left and lost in the qualifier last time, and they were close to making the semifinals. And one thing I didn't even notice until I was looking back the other day at the match, I think I wrote it down here. Who was it? Yeah, Kaiser Meppelink in the opening round, because uh, Agatha Duda lost in pool play, so they had to play in the first round. They drew the Dutch girl ladies in the first round, and first set... Uh, they lost, Agatha Duda lost 33-35. Then they won 21-17, and then they won 21-19. So they were two points away from being eliminated in the first round, 17th place, and instead they recover and take bronze. So, like, you, that just proves your point. It's not just, I mean, any top team can have a slow day, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 there's, there's a lot of teams out there that can win. And uh, yeah. you look at the Dutch result and say 17th, what a disappointment. And then you look at how they got eliminated. And it's like, you know, if Agatha Duda win their pool, then the Dutch ladies aren't playing Agatha Duda in the first round. And with that kind of performance, they probably would have went deep quarterfinals or more. So just anybody will, can win. I will use that in my commentary, Greg, for sure. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will. Just, just, just this to is, give you this, this, beforehand. This is just research yeah. for for Louis. He's just, yeah, yeah, he's, just sure. he's just, he's just, he's just writing everything down that that Greg's saying. Um, 30, 32, 30, right? 33, 35? <laughs> it was thirty three, thirty five. I mean, jeez, I, I want to go I'll back and look it. for that online because that that match must have been insane. How many how many set points are there in a thirty three, thirty five match? I mean, seven thousand exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. Like I just think that looking at the draw, I don't know. I say this stat a lot because because I really like it. But where the Vikings won eight in in a season or something, um, eight row, or twelve it? or something <laughs> yeah. like that. On the women's side of things, like there was ten different winners from fifteen events in twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. I mean, for me, the Australians are back this week, so. T and Enfe come back and yeah. they're they're really always for me a team to watch watch. The last time they, they played was Chetamau and they, they won that four star. They're, they're coming um, in they're coming in the number two ranked team. number one is yeah, Alex so in April, that, number two is uh Clanti Artacho del Soler. So Yeah, their the uh, world ranking is good. Um, and uh, they the still Australian need two tour, yeah, they need to they'll get them. The Australian tour, I'm pretty sure they I mean they didn't lose a match in yeah, clean no, four or five events. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they lost the set, yeah. So, mm. so 
So they're in pretty good form. Do, do you guys think we're going to see Lara Ludwig win an, win an event here before the Olympics? She won the World Tour Finals like 2000. That was after a really like not great season. And uh, that if, if it wasn't for that, that would be the story. I will... If they finished fifth or ninth in the World Tour Finals, they would be outside of the Olympic rankings right now. But do, do, do world did World Tour? Oh, I guess the World Tour Finals was, was, te- was technically a five star. Okay, then yeah, I was yeah. going to say World Tour Finals is a little bit different. But no, you're 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 absolutely right. The last World Tour yeah. Finals was Rome uh, five star. Yeah, was was a, was a Rome five star. So okay, so uh, that they're they're absolutely right right in it. R- ranked number seventh coming in coming into this event. Uh, I'm I'm also interested to see Wang and Jia. Right, they always kind of uh, the, that Chinese team always kind of floats, but it seems like they're all they always find a way to peak. Going towards the Olympics, so I'm very interested to see how they do do at this bubble. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen them play for well, I haven't seen many people play actually for for a year. Um, <laughs> to be honest, but I haven't seen them play for a couple of years. But I like them technically. I like them as a as a team. I like them, uh, but I can't comment until I start start seeing what they what they've been up to. But I imagine they've been working really hard. Um, I would say that they're still in the Continental Cup. I need to check the uh, the the Asian side of things, and and I need to check the Oceanian side of things. Yeah, they um, are. They're they're hosting it, I think. Yeah, and and Australia are going over there as well. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's interesting. But that's so the Continental Cup. The cool thing about the Continental Cup is, uh, it's a team event. So you've got two teams that have to perform from your country, and then only one gets out. Canadians know this well because. Uh, We've, we've, we've gone you through quite a few the Continental Cup. Yeah, you qualify through the Continental we'll see, Cup, we'll and see. then they've got to choose uh, choose one of those two teams. So uh, yeah, they, they were so brilliant. Pedro Shakhtar last year in the Continental Cup in in Sochi, they they were phenomenal. That was um, to to get Canada the spot. Uh, Pedlo, um, yeah, Pedlo, Pedlo, uh, sorry, Pedlo Gorman. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah, yep. it? My mistake. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, we actually uh, we had the so we'll have the Olympic trials if if we do that. We have the Olympic trials and it's the showdown between those two. So back in 2016, we hosted it on, on volleyball. That source, was clutch. Actually. I watched it. I watched all of it. Good. Yeah, I, I uh, that that was a fun one. I remember and. Um, who was it? It was uh, Josh Binstock and and Sam Schachter were trailing like Pedlo and O'Gorman were leading eleven seven in the fi- in in the third, and oh. Binstock Schachter came back and won it, and that's how how they went to go to the Olympics. That was a that was a huge one, um, and wow. I mean Binstock has a good has a good record in those ones because back in twenty twelve, uh, him and Martin Reeder upset Ben Saxon and uh, Christian Redmond in that one too, and. Uh, yeah, I remember. Everyone remembers that uh, Binstock Reader went to the Olympics that year. And not many people remember that they very rarely made their main draw that year too. And uh, it was really through that 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 backdoor continental qualification that that it happened. But um, I mean, that's, we'll we'll, that's we'll coming see. Coming our way in at the end of June, so it's worth keeping an eye on the the finals at the end of June. Yeah, so yeah. We, we on wrap all up. five all five finals the same day apparently. So mm. that's gonna be good. Good, good one volleyball. Good one volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to be no, R- Russia yeah. have just uh, just pulled out of the men's. I think they look pretty comfortable that they're going to get two spots world championships yeah. and three. So they they've just pulled yeah. out and been replaced by Hungary in uh, England's pool. Um, okay, but but currently that's oh that's a, that's a good that's a good thing for you guys. Yeah, Great. you go from <laughs> Russia mean, to yeah, Hungary. <laughs> I if I if I if if I told you the uh, the absolute the the problems at the moment with uh, coming from England to Turkey. Because of COVID, it's, oh, it's 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 a tough battle to to get to get people in because uh, every other team don't have to quarantine, 
uh, but English people have to quarantine in Turkey. So uh, if if England decide to to go, um, then they have to quarantine seven days while every other team can train. So it's yeah, yeah, you have, yeah. It's not not easy. So that's on the Turkish side, huh? Mm-hmm. And then you have to quarantine coming back as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that a thanks to Brexit kind of thing? Maybe. Don't talk to me about Brexit, bro. Brexit is still um, sore, a sore spot. Uh, I hear you. Let's lie. So, so real quick, just looking here at the where I've got the Olympic uh, provisional rankings up. Um, Greg, you determine like what's the magic number um, for the the women and for the men. Right now, we're, we're looking at it. We're seeing that Pedlo and Schachter are sitting right on the outside. They're twenty points behind Hydra Gerson. Uh, of Switzerland, um, of that yep. that last uh, number fifteenth spot. Yeah. So the more important thing than the magic number right now is the you know the replacement. Who can replace points most easily? And unfortunately for your Canadian boys, they tend to get a ton of ninth and fifth place finishes to get all their points, which sounds nice. Like wow, what a consistent team. The problem is the only way to improve your score is to do better than ninth or fifth place. And a team who's in the race with them, who has a 17th or even a, you know, 20, what is it? If you lose pool play, 24th place or whatever, in their 12, it's really easy for them to replace points. So uh, mm. if, if Sam and Sam are going to make the Olympics, they need to not just match the other teams that they're chasing, they need to do better because it's all about replacement points. And uh, so, so yeah, seriously, like Carambola Rossi, for example, they don't even have 12. And then their 11th is only worth like 40 points. I don't even know where that came from. So they basically have 200% add the first two um, events here, they're going to add 100% of their score. So they're going to go blowing right up those rankings. And the other thing that goes in their favor is their main draw, you know, and even Cantor Loziak are in that race because of all the teams withdrawing and stuff are in the main draw now, which means uh, it's only the Grimald cousins and um, Sam and Sam. I'm pretty sure they're the only teams that are in that Olympic hunt that are stuck in the qualifiers. And that's three times in a row. Cantor Wojciech, you have to feel, I feel that they would be a lot further up that race if they weren't so injury plagued through 2019. Absolutely. They had like two broken foots in a year or something like that. And, and if you look yeah. at where all these teams got their points, it was in Hamburg. Like if you played in Hamburg and finished ninth, that's like winning a four star. And, uh, and they didn't play together in Hamburg. One of them was injured. Um, so, so, yeah, you know, that's broken that's, foot, I think from Warsaw. Uh, yeah. Two weeks before there was a yeah injury. Yeah, so um, you you could just put them in Hamburg and give them a seventeenth, and they're in the top fifteen in the Olympic race right now. I mean, I don't know. I just made that up, but they, they, that's a huge opportunity they missed. Yeah, yeah. You, but you're completely right. Like that. That's exactly it. Like that. If they wouldn't have had that injury plague season, um, I actually spoke to their, their coach this week as well, uh, and I was like, oh, I'm doing some prep, but like, so yeah, just hope we don't get injured. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that must have must have left a scar the uh, that that season. Yeah, what do you the English you say like about a football player that's always injured? Keep him in the egg carton or something like that, right? Or is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna use yeah. it. I'm gonna use that that example. There you go. There yeah, you go. Wrap him wrap him up in cotton wool. <laughs> there you go. Is what, is what we would say. This cotton wool. There you go. Louis just continuing his uh, his tradition of just 
taking little saying I wouldn't I will say stealing maybe appropriating little sayings from from other from other people um, that's the, that's the broadcaster's right that's how else are you gonna do it man yeah, yeah, yeah. That, wrap him up in cotton wool is is is, is, uh, is, an, is an old English saying <laughs> so what do you what do you guys think about the uh, American race both on the women's side and, and the men's side um, obviously it's it's a huge big it's a huge up for uh, crab and born the fact that they're in that main draw now and they're going to be able to get kind of fight at the evening playing field but right now uh, because of Katara Lucena Dahlhauser have uh, 6,400 points and then crab and born are just below them by 40 points uh, at 6,360 yeah it's the it's the same situation um, easier for Phil and Nick to replace points still so if they just match match results for the next five tournaments, then uh, it doesn't help Try and Trevor. So they need to get further. And again, they're facing probably qualifiers um, in the next two events, unless there's more teams that have to pull out. So big challenge for them, but definitely not out of reach. I mean, they pick up a bronze medal, and nobody they they've they've done that before. They're definitely good enough. So. It'll um, flip it. Phil and Nick put it all in their own hands, right, in Doha. Like they, they flipped it. They put it completely in their own control, which is what they would have wanted. Which, um, again, yeah, it was insane. Everett and I were chatting on Instagram during the f opening matches. Phil and Nick lost to the French guys mm -hmm. to open the tournament. And they didn't just lose. I mean, they looked really bad. And I was thinking to myself, you know, try and Trevor, all they did was save a trip to Qatar. That's no problem. They're, they're thrilled to have them travel all the way and not get any points. But man, I, I did not think Phil and Nick were going to be a factor in that tournament after their first match. And that's classic. wow. Did they turn the tournament? That's they won classic. three matches Nick, in a though. day. Yeah, but that's yeah, classic I, Phil and Nick, though. They yeah. always do that. Like the, the amount of times I've seen Phil Dahauser lose pool play matches and be like, what's happening and then go see him win a tournament it's just like phil yeah. is uninterested until sunday right there's a yeah. reason on the avp tour they call him sunday phil for yeah. for a reason and he just doesn't turn it on until the late later on uh, of the event you know i mean right. he's getting up but there. like they like, were saying like you you there's no margin for error you lose that first match it means you've got they had three in a day well and, I, I, uh, I definitely not the youngest guys they and they they pulled it off they i definitely it. think it's it's to their detriment and I, and I think that's why maybe nick and phil are in this situation even though we agree that they're a world-class team and they're always a medal threat right now they're thir ranked 13th in the, the provisional olympic rankings right and i think that's definitely because in the past few years maybe the, the past four or five years there's a lot more strong. There's a lot stronger teams playing in in the main draw, right? Before they used to be able to just float through the main draw, and that's definitely not the case yeah. anymore, especially with how many quality teams are coming out of Europe. Yeah, yeah, well, for Phil, sure. Phil was the biggest guy on tour, and now he's he's average. Yeah, and I and I mean <laughs> the the, the reality is that the load fall, always falls on Nick, right? Because no one in the right mind is going to be serving Phil Dahlhauser, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it's up to Nick to, to to side out pretty much the the majority of the time, yeah. and I mean. Nick is, yeah. is is fantastic. He's one of the best, but he's not Todd Rogers. Yeah. I mean, on they, that they run be... with... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Greg. No, I was just going to say on that run of the, the three wins in a day, Nick hit a lot of second balls. I'm sorry, Phil. So Nick's passing was spot on, and uh, it relieved a lot of pressure on him having to side out because uh, Nick was just crushing the second ball over and over again, which... Uh... I mean... I, I agree. The two balls a big weapon for them if they can if they can pass well enough to, to split the blocker and open up some space on the net for for Phil. But 
I just would never, I mean, experience, I think, especially at this time, it counts for so much to have a level, a level head and have the experience. I mean, I'm not saying that this is going to be Phil and Nick going to the Olympics and instead of try and travel or, or whatever, or however it, it, it sort of plays out, because as you mentioned earlier, Greg, like you don't know who you're going to get in round one, or you don't know who yep. you're going to get pool play. Like there's so much that's under your control in this sport, but there's also so much that's out of your control. Yeah. But I mean, looking at the way that Phil and Nick play and their experience. And I mean, if, if I was going to go into a fight, I would, I would want Nick Lee center next to me. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to have a fight against him. Yeah. And and we feel like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to take him on either. So yeah. I, I just think experience yeah. is going to count, especially at the pressure times. They went, they went to Doha, and they needed yeah. a result, and, and they got it. And they didn't play great for three matches, but they played really well for three matches, and they played well against Hydric Gerson. I, I watched the whole of that game, um, and yeah. and they're effective. And I mean, maybe. They don't need to give a hundred percent gas every single game because maybe they haven't got it. Like it, it's, yeah. a, it's a demanding thing, and yeah, it, it just interests me. But I do believe as the world championships come uh, or the Olympics, and it comes down to one game a day, I th I think it yeah it's, it starts to to change and shift again to experience being being really key. That's a really good point. Yeah, and uh, it's it's. It just makes it fun. I'm I'm glad it's not a runaway race, you know. Of course, yeah, that's so fun for me. The whole the whole point of my blog is telling stories, you know, and uh, trying to capture what's going on and how little tiny things impact big picture like Olympic races. And having the men's and women's race for America and the men's race for the top fifteen being like so close, it's it just makes it a lot of fun for sure. It, it is, and you're doing bloody good job at it i'm gonna say it in the most english english way i can doing a bloody good job of, of explaining it for Thank sure you. um yeah now let's uh i i know uh louis needs to get going probably shortly if not now um can you can you before, I do. Before, before you leave us can you give us maybe some predictions who do you think who do you think you're gonna see we're gonna see in the final uh, after round one here what, 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 like, what are we calling calling finals? Or no, let's call let's call final four. Let's let's call I'm the semis. A, I'm a commentator, not a psychic, Everett. <laughs> yeah, but you you're, you you know like you're gonna. For be... last hour, we've been saying how much character <laughs> there is and how it's impossible to predict, and how you want us to predict. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say Anders and Christian. <laughs> yeah, okay. I. Oh, Everett doesn't like it. No, Everett no, no. I, I, I'm, I, I'm I, gonna go. I'm gonna go Anders Christian. I I think oh. they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be like like by the third event, they're winning that event. But right off the bat, I think, I, I think maybe it, it's uh, let's let's like kind of feel some things out. Like as you said, they haven't been playing together, so maybe the first event there's there's the wheels need to may, may need to get going, and there's maybe some other teams that that want it a, a little bit more. Um, okay, here I go. Gib Crab. Okay. Yeah. Brower Mewson gonna have Ooh. a good tournament. All right. Um, Brower Mewson. Yep, I'm I'm gonna back Brower Mewson in. Um, uh, on the women's side. Women's side, I'm going to go Agatha Duda. Okay. Uh, I think they're going to be great out there if it starts blowing a bit as well. Um, uh, Anna Patricia Rebecca. Okay. Uh, I'm going to back. I'm going to back Brazil this week. Um, although it'd be interesting to see Anna Patricia in the wind. Um, I'm going to go Australia. Um, yes. 
to be in the top five, maybe the top four. And I am going to back in. Uh, oh, let's let's go for it. Let's go, Kerry Walsh, Jennings, and Brooks. Oh man. Okay. Okay. I, I'm gonna if if it's breezy, uh, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't put them too far away either from being in that top top five top four area in the women's. Man, he didn't mention any Canadians, did he? Hey now, hey. <laughs> did, I, did I miss them out? I mean, oh no, so yeah, okay, yeah, the Canadians are gonna be in. the I mean, top he didn't he didn't say top, Alex or April either. Sure. So yeah. you know, like let's 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 address that. Yeah, I and mean, I also didn't, didn't I also I also didn't say Maggie and uh and, and, and Lara. Lara. Yeah. I mean, so I, yeah. I they, they all they all could be there, right? Yeah. Like I just I just went okay. I, my my went my thought went Brazilian ball control, wind, yeah. windy conditions. Who's not so much about hitting angles? Uh, yeah. And and he's yeah. Hey, man, and I went I, that way. And I mean, I really think that Brandy and Heather are gonna have a are gonna have a bomb three weeks here. Uh, right yeah. like i i think we we saw them really succeed in 2018 they were on the podium like 11 times um 2019 wasn't as as strong of a year but i think that those two are going to are going to go for it and brandy's serve in this wind right now might be deadly right and, oh. and especially and especially too because when you think about brandy's block like she's such a she's got such hang time and there's so much pokies going around that i think she's going to be swatting a lot of balls and heather bansley is the best defender in the world so you're you're so you're so so biased. I know I am. Um, you, you are so unashamedly biased about everything. Well, that's what happens um, when I come from a but, country. But that I has do good agree teams. with you. <laughs> I don't disagree that that's going to happen. That they're, they're playing great. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I do have to love you and leave you very very soon though, because I've I've overstayed my uh, maybe not my welcome. No, you've definitely not overstayed no, your welcome. No, not even close. Um, it's it's what it's it's whatever you have going on in the outside world that. Uh, that you're you're putting off. So at, at any point, if if you if you want to jump out out here, I mean, we we could be wrapping up here, here pretty much. We've we've gone for an hour. I, I think it's it's like been that. been pretty good. I want to know I want to know who Greg's backing in this week, and then I'm going to jump out and let you guys wrap up. All right, sounds good, Greg. Yeah. So I wasn't ready for this, but I'd say I, I'm really excited to see the Australians. Um, and I think uh, yeah, I, I want to see them make a deep run. I, I hadn't thought too much about uh, Kerry Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. If they do go deep in this tournament and prove their score, they're like they're another team that has so many good results in their top 12 that it's hard for them to improve. But if they do, it might just end that American race. So as much as I'd like to see them do well, I don't want them to do too well early because it will could take the drama out of uh, the chasing teams. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to say Stockman... Uh, Lars, I mean, sorry, Stockman, Kalinski, they they were amazing in Qatar, sorry, and I think they're ready to make the next step. Um, really? Okay. And, yeah, and today's sorry. my today's match with Clays and Sponsel is it's a knockout match against a very good Brazilian team, so that's huge um, coming up in a few hours. On the men's side, can't go against Anders and Christian ever. It's just uh, foolish to do so, <laughs> no matter what. And uh, yeah, I like Jake and Taylor in this tournament too. So do I. Yeah. 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 That 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 rings out to me. Right. I'm I'm gonna love you and leave you. Um, yes, Louis. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I mean, thank thank you for having me. Um, thanks to anyone who's watching. Um, we got we got a few people watching right now. There's there's live there's live commentary on the Senegal for the for for all of the days, um, and from what I've been experienced. Uh, the, the FIVB have done such a good job of getting this off, 
off yeah. the ground for three weeks in this bubble. I think it's going to be legit. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just pumped to have a bit of world tour for, yeah, A, a to watch, but B to commentate on um, uh, as as well. So thank you for yeah for you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm sure I'll speak to you guys over the next 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 week or so. Yeah, good good to see you. Sure. Absolutely. Take care. Great to talk to you. Very nice to meet you finally. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be hearing you on your uh, on your commentary all yeah, week keep, long. Both of you keep up the good work. It's uh, yeah, it's great to be a part of. So all see right. you later. Much love. Louis, we'll see you, buddy. And we'll thank you. hear you. Yeah. yeah so, sorry about that. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> in advance. Right. See you later, you guys. Lots of love. Take care. All right. See ya. Peace. Here we go. All right. All right. Yeah. Just, just us to 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 wrap it up here. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think we have we have much more, any much more things covered. Do you do you have do you have more notes there? No, I think we've pretty much covered the whole thing. Um, yeah, teams that aren't playing, teams that didn't play in Qatar that are back. We went over all that. Um, yeah, windy conditions. Those are kind of the only notes I have. So I mean, like it's it's still yeah. qualifier day. Like the, the the best qualifier matches has haven't even started yet. It's going to be a, a long rest of the day. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be a long. This is exhausting. I mean, I'm trying to write something every day, but it's really hard to keep up. And uh, yeah, 21 days in a row of this. I think, uh, yeah, there. I'm, I'm welcome. I, I love it, but I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to keep up and write. Uh, right on 100 percent of the days yeah I, that, that that might be tough you know we'll probably see you take a um a, sl a slower pace especially around you yeah. know country country quota and qualification day uh yeah. moving forward. but i definitely think we should you know kind of keep up the conversation just here on twitch we can post them on on youtube and and just keep it keep it going um also for, sure. for for anyone uh listening along right, Greg, well, I'm definitely going to be active on the Discord channel, uh, in the uh, beach volleyball channel. Greg, you're 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 a member of the Discord channel. So I, gonna, I signed in, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've, I haven't posted anything yet, but uh, yeah. So I'm in there. Yeah, you're 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 going to be in there. So if you guys kind of want to follow along and and chat with us, uh, you can do so on the Discord channel. Um, uh, let's 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 give a shout out to your what's it, wh how can people find you on Instagram? What's what's your Instagram handle right now? So it's it's beach volley blog just just like that pretty easy to find also on twitter the website is beachvolleyblog.net so uh yeah my posts on instagram there's obviously a photo but i usually write you know oh you're a are, little are bit you, more depth there on instagram are you uh fivb dot uh the the that uh that app that's been posted in the uh no the the one FIVB with the numbers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's a guy named. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna definitely plug that one as well. His name's Michael. He reached out to me um, through my blog, and uh, he he does all that. He's he he takes all the data that the FIVB serves from their backend database and makes it really useful, great information there. So uh, I'm I'm on your I'm on your website right now, and I'm on your latest post. The uh, it's game on in Cancun, but let's yeah. click, let's click on this this this. Uh, this app here and see how how it uh, what it looks like because as anyone who's ever tried yeah. to follow the FIVB World Tour knows, it's so difficult to g navigate their website. Right. Okay. Well, this so, isn't opening right now, so I guess. Yeah, we're... that's bad. I'm trying to get it loaded too. For some reason, it's not working. But just for anybody later on, because it has consistently worked when I've. I, I almost it. I almost wonder if it's overloaded because he's been pretty heavy in the uh, in the comment mm. section in the chats for some of the videos, and I wonder if people are being like, "Oh, this is great," and just overloading yeah. his servers. It might be that's a that's a risk. 
a, a problem of success, but it's fivb.12ndr.at. So kind of a mouthful, but really helpful, useful information. And uh, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Right now we're we're looking at uh, your latest post. It's game on Can- game on in Cancun. Uh, I'm actually going to repost this on on my website if you don't mind. With the, All right, no with problem. with a with a direct link to yours of of course. Um, and yeah, because I have no, I don't have the time to to write something like this, and this is way better than uh, than what I'm going to be doing. So I'll probably just be stealing all of not stealing, but linking <laughs> hey, all, all share, of your share, stuff. Share. I, I would love that. You know, I got I've got about. 11 faithful readers i think so hoping to grow my audience to 12 by the end of the day and 20 by the end of the tournament so. i'm sure we can get you I'm, I'm sure we can get you a few a, a few more i mean you you do it such great yeah. work like it if if people aren't following along especially if especially if you're an american canadian maybe if you're european it it uh it, you know to be honest i i lived overseas for 20 years i just returned to america this summer oh, really? and uh i try to write from a really international perspective it's just that the American race is so compelling right now that's that true. that's all the stories. And, uh, and yeah, obviously I'm around here, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. Wherever you are, you're going to find something you like. One of the guys I write with most is from Czech Republic and, uh, yeah, people from all over. So fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's great stuff. You guys can check it out. Beachvolleyblog.net. I got it right this time. There you um, go. Yep. Net like the volleyball net. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's uh, we used to be at volleyballsource.net, and then um, when COVID hit, um, my credit card was 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 done, and I didn't renew my credit card. And in that time, when in that time, oh, it didn't it renew, and someone ball. came in and swooped volleyballsource.net out for me. So now it's like and they're probably not even using it, are they? No, they are, but like haven't updated oh, okay. it, it in a while. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I, I've been yeah. thinking about kind of messaging them, being like, "Can you give it back, please?" Like yeah. I've, I've been, I've been volleyballsource.net for for years. So, yeah. but uh, I, I tried to be beachvolleyblog.com, and somebody has it, um, but it's not used. There's no nothing there, but I wasn't able to get it. So, anyways, that's kind of cool. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Especially 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 for volleyball stuff. Um all right. Is there anything else we want to chat about? We we No, we just thank no, you right? so much, man. No thank problem. you for this opportunity. Enjoyed talking. It was a lot of fun with you and Louie. And uh Well, I mean I, I feel like we're we're gonna have to do a few more of these. And I'm gonna reach out. Like I know that like Troy Field has been doing some stuff and Madison McKibben as well. So I might reach it out to those guys and see. Like especially like because I'm seeing so many people are so active on the on the chats right now, so maybe after the main jar or something, we can get together with it with a few other people. And uh, oh, his uh, yeah, his 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 FIVB page isn't working right now. So um, oh well, but uh, yeah, maybe we can get to get a few more of these and just to kind of keep the conversation going. Just I've always been frustrated with the fact that you can watch the Masters all day long and they have panels and they have all of this stuff but we don't have the same thing for beach volleyball like right. it's, it's great that louis is commentating matches but it's it's still like it's such it's 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 almost nothing compared to like what it what it could be right oh man there's yeah, it, yeah. that's another uh, that's, a, that's another that's another uh, show another, conversation all another topic yeah, yeah yeah but yeah anyways dude really appreciate you taking the time and coming in here you've brought so much insight and 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 knowledge and information so that's fantastic, and yeah, we'll definitely have to do some some more of these, especially throughout this. Like we we're, we're so lucky that we're gonna have three straight weeks of, of beach volleyball here, so we have to we have to take advantage of it and talk about it. So, 
let's uh, hopefully that's the start of that and we'll we'll continue that uh, throughout the next uh, few days i'm guessing definitely well thanks again so much great opportunity very nice to meet you in person instead of just uh as volleyball source on uh on instagram so yeah absolutely all right guys uh that's yeah that's that's probably an end of it there's still plenty of of qualification to go um uh, today, actually, Canadians are, are still playing. Uh, Americans are still playing. There's going to be games on until like 8 p.m. tonight. So uh, yeah. Eastern time, 5 or so is on yeah. uh, on the West Coast for you guys. And I don't right. know, wh- whatever time you are uh, around the world. I don't know where you are. But we're, we're here. Anyways, right. I'm rambling now. Have a good one. Peace, guys. Sorry. All right. Take care, man. See ya. Thanks. See ya.